RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Isaac secure the gathered supplies and ferry them back to Prism with no resistance from the Parasite Sentinels. Isaac sneaks back into the tunnels with success as Athena begins parsing out supplies and getting the temperature of the room with Halorishi. Gadu is nowhere to be found. Athena tasks herself with creating some furniture out of the junk boat at the base of the tree column, and Gadu appears out of nowhere while Athena is set to work. They voice their many problems with Athena and what she's doing, and that they just want to leave. Athena strikes a tenuous bargain, but as she heads out after getting everyone settled in with the new provisions and supplies, she isn't sure how long the calm before this storm will last. Athena is fireflying on her bike out of the cavern, led by once small and intrepid Halorishi, who I feel like is small enough that if she was pressed, he would be able to fit inside her hair as a stealth moth at any point, and she'd just have to remember not to adjust her ponytail in the meantime, having to push away the thoughts that she's been, you know, uh, I hesitate to say meditating on because that's not really her bag. But she's been thinking about Isaac and the situation at Prism for the entire ride back to the city. A little slower this time, going through the caverns over the water, trying to find some landmarks that she can latch onto if she has to come back through here alone and not get lost. As she breaks out into the cavern proper, her eyes track up to the ceiling where she knows those two figures are still lurking. She feels it in her bones, because why would they leave? They didn't even see her come in, she doesn't think. Uh, out of character, I'm not going to make you roll to get back to the city because you had... They're pretty good today. Pretty great successes on the way in, and now that you're not trying and to do things quickly... And she knew she saw where they were. Right, so I presume you're going to make yourself invisible again? Yeah, she's taking her precautions. Sure. Let's do one more roll. Piloting or stealth? Uh, stealth is actually a d8, so I'm going to do that. Fours all around, I'll Benny it. Okay. Ten. Roll to activate your invisibility. I can do that as well. Seven. You're able to drift by unscathed. The two forms are still waiting patiently by the crevasse. Signs of light motion every so often, but you're able to drift through unseen without any kind of issues. 
you're able to fly your way back to the city, so we get like a nice panoramic shot of you from very far away against these black, black cavern walls with the multicolored crystal light dotting the distance, and we pan over to see the less misty cityscape of Caldonix, as I think the crystal's been drained in your absence. Most likely. The camera focuses in on the tallest tippity-top building in the city, the spire, because that's where she's heading. You're able to fly your way on over there, park in the appropriate space, make your way inside with no problems. Athena parks down in the regulator area. Corey cycles having the decided perk of not needing a kickstand because when they lower back down, it's just onto solid footing from the discs of the propulsion motors where wheel wells would normally be. She gets up, heads the stairwell, her echoing footsteps going up this absolute monolith of a stairwell. It's just so long that you can hear fire doors opening and shutting, echoing strangely, raising to such heights. Smells sterile and familiar, almost like walking through the halls of a college building where everything smells kind of similar and familiar enough to you that it kicks in a nostalgia reflex. But she walks alone through the halls until she breaks onto the landing for the main floor the handle for the door cool as she clicks it open and she walks on the first floor past cases with pictures of regulation teams. I don't think there's regulator of the month or anything. <laughs> some pamphlet stands, some citizens who got lost coming back here and they really shouldn't be here, but they're, that's not Athena's job today. She's not technically on duty. Sabbatical. But she does reach the main lobby and she sidles her way around the groups of people that have clustered themselves at Rebexi's desk, waiting patiently in line. She takes a moment to watch the news monitor in the corner of the room with the low murmur of crowd noise around her, kind of comforting after her day in the tunnels. She finishes helping somebody who came over for some information, but glances up and sees you. Her two sets of sky blue eyes brighten just a little bit. Her head twists and the tangle of cord-like hair jostles together a little bit. Oh, good day, Regulator. Hello, Rebexy. I need an appointment set up. With whom do you need your appointment? The Oculus. The Oculus. Is this a pressing matter? Fairly. Fairly pressing, if he's got time, but I can always double back later. He's free right now, so why don't you go up and uh, I will let him know you're on your way. That sounds good to me. I'll just uh, wait to confirm. And she taps by her temple a little bit like she's scratching, but she makes eye contact with her. She casts Mind Link to one point power. I'm not going to sit here and roll for it. She's an NPC. Do you have Jean's address? Of course. What do you need it for? We need to get my parents out of the city tonight. I think it's going to be the night, and I need some backup, and I'd rather it be him. I can get word to him during your meeting, if that's what you wish. That'd be good. Also, um, uh, how, how do you keep stuff from the alloy? I know you said you don't go around him a lot and you try to avoid him, but you know a lot of shit. And so does Zadal. And I'm afraid I'm just going to be killed now because he's he can't hide it anymore. They got Anji watching him. He's made his way to the top of their attention. Good. I am able to maintain a certain level of distance. I don't require the same level of supervision that he does, as I've been in operation for far longer and have built up a great deal of trust. 
so I am not expected to return on any fixed schedule, only based on my reports and my interactions, what I bring to their attention. Right. Additionally, I know what to look for. At the expense of being modest, I am a powerful psionic. Suffice it to say that I am not completely beyond scrutiny, but I am confident in my own ability to present or misrepresent information as it is assimilated. So that's how it works with your uplink? Like, if, if he's just dumping all of his experiences into a computer for dissemination from people who are actually looking at the info, like, he can't hide it. That's true. So what do I do? Am I going to have to go talk to the alloy tomorrow? I wouldn't expect that you're in any imminent danger. I don't know when they will expect his next report, or I would say it's likely you will have some sort of interaction with them in the future. I can't say when or how, but it's likely inevitable. So, in the interim... Would it be smarter to start it on my own terms than be sought out by them like a fugitive? Possibly. The problem is, because I do my best to stay away from them, it limits my ability to gather information as well. I have guesses, I have hunches, I have ideas... I have not been in a position to make any moves because I don't know what the correct moves are. I only know that something is wrong and that they have not keyed to me yet, or at least they have not moved against me, which makes me believe that they either do not know that I know, they do not know that there is anything to know themselves, or they have not chosen to yet. I believe that they do not know that I know, and that they likely don't know themselves. Aren't chess matches usually timed? There's typically only a timer in a match when two forces are moving against one another. But as I'm saying, I don't know who's pulling the strings. I don't know what the endgame is. I don't know... I don't know any more than I've already told you. That is the problem. We need more information, and in order to get that information, we need to move ourselves. Mm -hmm. Which would require someone getting closer. It could be you, it could be Zadal, it could be me, it could be any of us, it could be all of us working in concert. The best thing you can do working in intelligence is plan for as many contingencies as is possible within reason, and using the intelligence you've gathered to formulate the best plan of action you can. Mm -hmm. And there's a common adage that no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Next. I noticed that. That's true. But if you do your planning well enough, I think you can move around that limitation. Hopefully first contact, most cases, is the last contact, you know? Depends what your goal is. Yeah. Okay, well I just figured I'd ask. Yes. For now, assume that at some point in the relative future, days, weeks, months, at the most, they will require Zadol's presence, he will give more information to them, and one of several things will happen. If he obscures the information, they will put him under an even heavier magnifying glass and bring him in for further questioning or scrutiny. He will provide them with untainted information, which they will eventually pour over and uncover tidbits from, which will inform their decisions, perhaps seeking you out, calling you in, moving against you. Well, I don't love that. Or we find some other way to work around it. They'd probably appreciate me coming forward with information. Voluntarily. 
seems a little more trustworthy, but I also don't know what their deal is, so... I will assist you as best I can once we have a plan in place, but we shouldn't spread ourselves too thin unnecessarily. This could be a problem, and likely will be at some point, but we have other pressing matters as well. Yes, today's problems first. And I'm going to go take care of that now. Thank you for the talk. Of course, dear. Rebexy turns back to you after clacking on her keyboard and says, The Oculus can see you now. Thank you for your patience. She just smiles and scratches her nose a little bit, nods and leaves. Athena heads down the stairs at a jog, heading to the Oculus's inquisitorial floor, much easier than making her way up to the lobby. And she breaks onto the floor, and it smells so much more like files than your average floor. That slight smell of mushroom paper on the air. She can hear them being rifled through in file cabinets. She walks past cubicles. This floor is slightly lower lit, with many more individual lamps on people's desks to reduce eye strain from the fluorescence if they're constantly pouring over these papers. And she gives a nod to Inquisitors as she walks by, hoping to blend in and not be too suspicious. Hope they don't see a moth sticking out of her hair. You brush past Inquisitors on duty, elbowing past you, glancing at tablets. But she makes her way to the office, pausing in front of the double doors that she had been so scared to see a month or two ago. But now it's a bit more familiar. And she knocks. Come in. She does. You open into the Oculus's office. There is a cylinder of orange liquid plasma cori in the center of the room that continues to drift red crystal bits and green bubbles within, as well as the sheer wall at the back of the office, which also casts that orange glow. Yeah, she stands in front of that cylinder for a second, nods to herself. The last time she was in here, she did not have good context for it. But now she does. Does she? I think so. What's the good context? What do you mean? The of the orange cylinder. Pickle. All the colors. All the colors are from the 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 the, the, the spectrum. She is wondering about the orange ratio to everything else, but And Silas is at his desk, staring at you as you enter, and he pushes himself to his feet. He definitely looks better than the last time you saw him. Healthier. He doesn't look nearly as tired. Some of the color has come back to his skin. Hmm, nice. But he's got his shoulder blade length dark hair with the gray streak in it. One eye sharing that color, one eye dark. So that didn't fix? No, that's still the same. Hmm. How you doing, Silas? Hmm. I feel better than I have for a long time. Thank you. You look better. That's not me being rude. <laughs> oh, he smiles and laughs. No, I know. Please come in when you already have, but stand, sit, however you like. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, I'd love to sit. And she plops down in the chair. I don't feel like it's a very comfortable one. What brings you in today? Can I call in a covert favor? He pauses and arches an eyebrow. What would that be? I need to smuggle some people out of the city. They're non-combatants. They're not an issue, security-wise. But they do need to be gone. And I need to get them out on the train. Who? How much does Athena trust Silas right now? I'm gonna roll on this one. She takes a, a hefty beat and breathes in for a second like she's gonna respond. 
and then looks down and just kind of mutters out of the side of her mouth, mm, my parents. His eyes widen a little bit and he says, ah, yes, um, given everything that's happened lately, I certainly don't blame you. Of, of course, yes, we can ensure that happens. We make semi-regular transfers to the surface for our inquisitors that are in the field. There's certainly a cargo cylinder or something that we can store them in and ship them, if that's what you're asking. I, I need to go with them, though. So can I just get a dummy badge to get through security? Yes, of course. I mean, you're still on leave, so it's your prerogative to do what you'd like with your time, but good. is this uh, to be an off-the-books excursion? Yes. Understood. Well, then I won't be able to send anyone else with you, you understand? At least in an official capacity, is what I'm saying. So if you were to be stopped in question, this would not be officially sanctioned regulation business. What if it was officially sanctioned? Then I can sanction it, but it will be on the books. Oh, I don't you like anything on the books. have my blessing regardless. It would just be a matter of who knows about it. I have covert operatives that I could assign to you, but given the sensitivity of this circumstance and your general position, I don't imagine you would want me to assign any strangers to you, which would open you up to further interactions. I know this is going to sound dumb. I want Lopaco. He blinks and his head staggers back a little bit. Lopaco. He doesn't like me, so it would be less suspicious if he's the one doing things for me, you know? I suppose, but he doesn't really go on excursions. If you... Of course, like you can ask him yourself, or I can assign him to the the mission. That would be good. Very well, as you wish. You're sure, Lepaco? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm just trying to, you know, throw as many wild cards into a situation as I possibly can, so it, uh, my presence is obscured. I see. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, if that's the case, I could always just assign it to him or someone else and have you not involved at all. I'm taking him to a contact, though, so I have to be there. Ah, I see. I mean, stick me in a canister, too. I don't care. I do care. I don't want to be in a canister, Silas. <laughs> I understand. Yes, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to assist you with this. And I hope that uh, your parents can be somewhere safe until we have more information. I'm still... Working on that. It's slow going, especially down here. Is there anything I can do that would speed it along while I'm up top? Well, it's just a matter of gathering information, especially with Olivier. You need to suss out who her contacts are and find them and shake them down for information and check the word on the street. Oh, so she's to speak. been very busy. I don't doubt it. Yes, anything you can look into while you're on the surface. I don't have any leads off the top of my head, but if something comes up, I can attempt to get word to you. The best place to look for information would be with Oleracorp or Oleracorp facilities. These are also not small complexes that are easily broken into without planning. Yeah, I can't fuck around with that right now. I don't expect you have any expertise with electronics or security systems or hacking or things of that nature, perhaps? I have people for that, Silas. I see. She says, pivoting her body to just kind of, like, shrug, sort of. You know what I mean? She is active, at least. She's trying to ruin my goddamn business model is what she's doing. What? 
She set up a Pantheon clone. Very vexing. Pantheon clone? A business, you mean? Mm-hmm. She's trying to take my resources. Well, maybe she doesn't know they're mine yet. It's suspicious. I mean, if she's moving against your business model, all things considered. Hmm. Oh, if I do anything in the city in the next two days, it is not me. I, what do you mean, please? I have a, an agent looks like me right now. That's why I can't be seen on the surface and I can't officially be on this mission. A double. A, a double agent? <laughs> <laughs> Does that laugh seem genuine? I'm going to incite that. <laughs> Notice. Go ahead, yeah. Seven. Seven? Yeah, I think it's a genuine laugh. Nice. I think it catches him by surprise. Like, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. It's very funny. This is me, Silas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very well. Should I have someone monitoring them? Do you expect trouble? Um, no. It wouldn't be out of the question to assign a secret protective detail to your person in light of everything that's happened. No, I think it'll be okay. As you wish. I've got Pavi watching them, so. How is she? Pavi? Not great. Doesn't like you. Yeah. She's not going to mince words about that. Sure. He pushes his glasses up on his nose, clears his throat a little bit. <clears throat> yes, I suppose that's somewhat understandable. I don't regret what we did in the tunnels. Not anymore. Just no. so you know. Nor do I, although I confess I'm a bit surprised to hear you say that. Although I'm glad we're in accord on that. I've had a lot of alone time to sit and think about stuff, but we gotta bring him back in. Roth? Eventually. He's yeah. too dangerous to be left alone, and if he breaks through that stuff on his own, he's gonna kill us. He is a powerful force. If we would have left him alone, he would have just rampaged through the city. He wouldn't have taken kindly to either of us, I can expect. We would not have made it out of the cave. That is a possibility. Well, for now at least, he is content. He seems a bit happier, if I do say so myself. Well done. Well, a carefree mind is a light thing indeed. He's um likely a bit more predisposed towards you as well, just in case you do run into him. What? Well, I... You know, when I was doing everything else, I thought it would be appropriate to remove some of the overt suspicion. Maybe give him a better opinion of... Oh. You. Oh, that's nice. That's a little treat. Like a sprinkle on a donut. Well, don't abuse it. If you get in too nice with him, he'll want to be around you more. And we can't have that. So, tread lightly. I'm just telling you so that if you run into him, he's unexpectedly chipper, you know why. That is a good heads up, and I appreciate it. Yes. Silas, what can you do with your new friend? I've kind of been out and about and haven't really had a chance to sit down, talk to you about stuff, but you seem like you're feeling a lot better. Yes. Um, I'm. I'm still... Working through many of those pieces, if I'm being honest. Hmm. As you remember, I didn't have much prolonged exposure in the past, so this is all quite new to me as well. 
how long were you guys, you know, hooked up prior? Moments. Oh my god, was that it? He just shrugs and nods. Holy shit. And it still took an eye. His brows furrow a little bit and he gives another shrug. I suppose so. I'm just trying to figure out how stuff works, you know? Yes. I mean, it probably depends person to person even, so there's really little we can quantify. It's quite difficult when we are working in secrecy and we have to be so careful to whom we expose ourselves. And I don't expect the good doctor is keen on speaking to me at length. Versha? Yes. If you asked, you know, with your mouth instead of your brain, and it's less of an insistence and more of a question. He looks a little chagrined. Yes, perhaps you are right, but I'm I'm content to figure things out bit by bit for now. As far as that goes, if you need help figuring stuff out, I'm around. I feel like we're, you know, in that regard, we're kind of accountable for each other a little bit. <laughs> Similar situations. He does smile at that, and he, he's walked around the desk to be out in front of you, and he's walking around the cylinder, and he says, Thank you, Athena. Genuinely, thank you. Yeah. I, um... I don't apologize for some of the things I've done, but I do regret how they happened or much of the fallout that occurred. I just hope that any damage that's been done can be undone in time. On a personal level? Oh, I don't know anymore. Broadly, personal, everywhere. And just, he rubs at his temples. There's just much. Much that needs done, much that has already been done. Much to learn, much to know. It's in pieces. I mean, this might sound a bit hypocritical coming from me, but if people see you're trying to be better, they appreciate it, you know? Deeds, not words. Which is why I'm happy to grant you your request. You have more than earned it. Thank you. Of course. So how did your buddy get mixed up with the parasite if Jex took it out? Seems like a weird road to take. Silas's brow furrows a bit at that, but he shakes his head a little bit and says, I'm still at the point where I don't have all the answers myself, and I'm unfortunately still missing pieces, and it seems as though my friend is as well. There are certain gaps, absences. Hmm. All I know is that um, our first interaction was that night, the night that you saw. Does that mean Roth and Rasmus had them too and got ripped out just as fast? It's quite possible. But they don't have any like physical symptoms of it. Unless I'm missing something. Not that I've seen. That doesn't mean it's not psychological. Also true. I mean, Jex patched something up. Otherwise, why would... Why? But then why would Reitz have something too? Unless she found out that stuff was weird. Hmm. Because she would have been proctored before Jex retired, right? Went retired. <laughs> I can't speak to any of these. Reitz might be a possible source of information. 
As you know, when I attempted to interfere with Roth, it did not go well. I don't know if it would be the same for either of those. We can't even be sure it's the same source that's been doing all this. Guess not. But now that I am more myself and that I'm, well, in a better position than I was, if that's a course that we wish to pursue, we certainly could. I just... I'm no more confident than you in what the right thing to do is, or what a misstep could be. If we attempt to dig deep, we might learn something. We might trigger something new. We might tip our hand early. I just, I simply don't know. Hmm. And I'm doing my best to be part of the team, to put my trust in all of you as you did for me. So I don't want to act rashly, at least not without some level of consensus, or unless the situation forces my hand, but I don't have any particular eventuality in mind for that. She nods at that, and her hair bounces just a little bit. I mean, somebody had to find... some. Somebody had to know what Jex did if there was a murder cabal that got him, which you were probably a part of definitely a part of his lips purse and his eyes squint a little bit but he does nod <sighs> he can't remember for certain but that is certainly a possibility perhaps even a likelihood so i can't remember why 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 i would have or what the circumstances were or who else was involved do you think the the crystal in the mines, the main crystal, do you think that could have been used to power a memory wipe for the whole city? For the whole city? It's so big, Silas. Look at what you could do with the crystal in the caverns. It's... I I suppose I... I am not at the point where I'm comfortable ruling out anything is impossible any longer, based on what you and I have seen and experienced and the things that are unfolding. So, perhaps... It's the only way we could test that theory would be to go to the crystal ourselves and try to harness its power. Ugh. It's a dicey proposition. Especially with Cyril in charge. Yes. um, Again, this is another circumstance which could pay off. It could open many more doors. It could answer questions we have. It could give us options. Or it could tip our hands and tell them that we know and make us targets. I I don't know. I think we're just laying low till we get Olivier. I think that's the best course of action. Anything else would be suspicious. If we can take out a source of problems, then that could open further paths for us. Like, if they're attacking me directly through different avenues, they're going to expect me to act rashly. And quickly, because that's what I normally do, so I can't let myself do that, even though I want to. Or you could play to your advantage. Do what they expect you to do, but in a way they don't expect it. Put on a show. Make them think that you are unhinged. Make them think they're getting on your skin. But only once you have a counterplay. Set a trap for them. Mm Mm-hmm. She says with, like, she's, like, side-eyeing nothing. She's just heavy looking off to the side, considering her options. Mm -hmm. Face screwed up. To set a trap, you have to have the necessary bait. 
I think you are excellent bait. I am also bait of this particular variety, but I'm known to be reclusive and paranoid. And so it's unlikely that I would allow myself to be caught in such a manner. It would be very suspicious. But if you are the headstrong heroine who constantly needs to insert herself into every situation, which I'm not saying... I do love doing that. Then perhaps we can lure her out or one of her agents trap them, question them. These are all options. Possibilities. The choice is yours. I do have an idea, but I gotta talk to the Kassar first. Lizeth, well, if you want her helps, I imagine it has something to do with the tunnels, perhaps? No. Just the shard. She smiles a little bit. You and your arena. I swear. It's very stereotypical of me, isn't it? It is. It's very on brand. Very good thinking. To have a a debut... Perhaps a very could... well advertised debut. Yes, perhaps. She smiles, <laughs> pointing her like chin yeah. up in the air. Perhaps we can have somebody masquerade as Suzette, and you can beat her up in front of a stadium. Mm, I'm just thinking she'll show up. Very possible. Just remember that circumstances change as the battlefield does as well. If I make myself so insufferable, someone's going to have to come check on me. Even if it's not Olivia, it'll be someone in her camp. The and coroner. Then... Oh. I'm joking. Sorry, I knew that's not a joke. Just um, keep me abreast of your plans before you enact them, if at all possible. Although, if time is not kind, I understand. This is a long con. Well, longer than usual. What is that going around? It's not a pressing current concern till I get back. Of course. I will look forward to it. Oh, we're going to trap her like a rat. He sniffs a bit and says... I was visited by another troubleshooter. What happened? Gives a small quirk of his mouth. I was better. Much better. A purple troubleshooter? No, this one was just a thug. Insultingly so, in fact. I have to wonder what it means. Is she running out of resources? Is it a game? Is she taunting me? Might be a taunt. Was it not her at all? I mean, did you dig around after you, or before you iced him? I assume you did. I attempted to. He was resistant to my attempts. And when I attempted it, it was somewhat fatal. Oh! I'm not sure why. He's in, jerks his thumb out of the room. The body is in for examination. I believe it might have been some sort of cybernetic with a triggering mechanism. Oh, shit. A failsafe augmentation. I don't know. I have to wonder if he even knew he had it. Imagine sending foot soldiers who were rigged to die. Distasteful. And, unfortunately, hamstringing for information. That is worryingly similar to what the parasite was doing. He uh, furrows his brow at that. I wonder if they're getting some tips. That is a troubling thought. Parasite was wandering around the surface for seven years, causing trouble, meeting people, infecting people. I see. So, there might be a storm coming, and I think Troya was just the first surge wave. (sighs) Oh, dear. 
But we know now, which is from what I've been led to believe half the battle. Enemies above, enemies below. Don't go in the water, by the way. The water? I don't know much more than that right now, but something's down there. It's, it's talked to me a couple times. We should not be talking to it. His eyes widen a bit at that. He's still staring into the cylinder, watching the shapes move. Very well. Thank you for the warning. Mm-hmm. Seems it might be safest if I just never went outside again. Probably would be, but what? it's such a spacious office. Put up some of those little curtains. Yes, of course. Love to have a window. You got a big one. <laughs> Indeed. I'll continue making plans. Is there anything I can do from here that would assist you? Just divert enough attention away from what I'm doing tomorrow. Simple enough. I just want that to go off real easy. Of course. That'd be nice. I will do what I can. And maybe if you can schedule it all to spend more time in the spire looking through records, that'd be good. As a personal favor. His lips purse a little bit as he turns back to you. Watches your expression. You're worried for him? I'm always a little worried. I'll see about assigning him to some nice safe paperwork. How does that sound? He might appreciate it too, but maybe don't tell him I asked. Of course not. We'll take care of our own. We're all we got. Uh, you know. I do. We got a good group of people, though. Could be far worse. And if there's anything else you need that is within my power to grant to you, please let me know and I will do my best to assist you with it. As Athena starts asking her question, we see her from weeks prior, the same outfit from the day she talked to Rebexi and Nemo at the Shard. She is in front of the mines, invisible. We can see her outline shimmering. We see the time passing as the crowd moves around her faster than it would normally as she combs through the wall of names. She passes her grandparents' names and she runs her finger over the indents, feeling the smooth rock and a small exhale of breath as she moves on and continues looking until she finds a name that stops her in her tracks. It wouldn't have yesterday, or even earlier today. But if Rebexi's right from what she just told Athena, Zadal only exists because this man died in a horrible way. And she doesn't know how to process that, really. And we see her see-through outline, pause, and her hand goes up to trace over the name, her finger bumping over the indents. And her breath is just caught in her throat. Because this is concrete proof that this man was here. And he did die. And for a second she wonders what he was like. She feels like she should pay some kind of respect. But she doesn't know how. Or if anybody's watching it. And who would be watching it for a flower to appear now. word just falls out of her. 
like so many other people who have left their respects and their remembrances, she does make a small metal flower from the scraps she tries to keep on her at all times now. Like the one that she saw Zadal steal from her bed. And she attaches it beside his name. Smaller. You know, if you weren't looking for the name, you probably wouldn't even see the flower. But it feels like it's the right thing to do in this moment for her. This is what we visually see instead of Athena and Silas as she asks her next question. There's been a name floating around. I just am so pressed for time. I, d- I can't go to the records room and start looking this shit up. So I figured it might as well just ask a guy with, you know, eidetic memory. Get it out of the way because you'd probably remember. Do you know a guy named Akusi? Akusi? Um, yes, he was an arrow inquisitor. Really? Yes. He died in the mind collapse, I believe. Hmm. I didn't know him personally. That was before my tenure. So you guys didn't work together at all? No, not directly. I saw him passing from time to time. Huh. Never worked together. Why? I was at the wall, um, you know, in front of the mines. I was looking for my grandparents on it. And I don't know, I just saw the name and it sounded familiar, but I... I run through so many names in a day anymore. I figured it'd be easiest to ask you instead of wondering about it for a year before my brain can connect the dots. Kind of pinched frown as he considers that. I just, uh, I don't know. She does her very best to look uninteresting. (laughs) I don't know. Stuff's going to get dicey. Isn't that how the world works? Years of stagnation and silence until everything erupts all at once. Why is that? Why can't things happen one thing at a time? Well, they do. But eventually enough things happen, and then something larger happens, and then many other small things happen as a result of the larger thing, and Oh, so, so they're all so bubbles in the pot? Yes, exactly. Cooking. Very good. I'm excellent at cooking. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Oh god, what's Bolt been doing? He has been playing his own role especially in the aftermath of the attacks. Many pleasantries, meetings, photo ops. Oh, good. Being the wonderbolt the city needs him to be, quote unquote. Well, thank God for that. Yes, he's been quite keen on being back off the beat. Not that I deal with him directly. Or keep him out of your hair as much as possible. Well, I still gotta trick him into becoming an aspirant. (laughs) shouldn't be too difficult. I can do that on my own time, though. (laughs) But no, thanks for seeing me on such short notice. Of course. I will endeavor to do so always unless there's something truly pressing. Alright, well, I'm gonna head out and, uh, ruin my relationship with my parents real quick. I think they will be grateful for you looking out for their safety on some level. Who's to say? Athena, those of us with the ability to make things happen, who have the power to do things, on some level, it is our responsibility to use it to make those things happen. So, sometimes being a decider is a very unpleasant, unpopular thing. But it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be done. And -hmm. it doesn't mean it's not the right thing. That applies to your parents as well. 
Yeah. They're, they're just, they're civilians. Exactly. They're civilians. They can't make the decisions that you do. They, they don't, they don't understand. They might not, but if you want to keep them safe, as you are, I think what you're doing is wise. There have already been overt threats, hints at more to come. Overt kidnappings? Yes, quite. Well, I'm going to go get this handled. I'm going to go get this handled, and I'll be back. I expect I'll be be safe. You too. He is still watching the cylinder. There's a moment where Athena and Silas are both standing in front of this Cory cylinder. Both of their faces painted the orange, overtaking the other two present colors in the tube. And they look really similar these days. Two anxious, bell, streaked, gray-black hair. Pensive expressions. She pats him on the back in kind of a solidarity sort of way. And she raps on the cylinder with her knuckles once, twice three times does a little thinking sort of <laughs> as she makes her way towards the door leaving Silas to his thoughts I'm sure he has a lot of them and the camera is on Silas in the foreground out of focus as Athena walks to the door she's walking with purposeful strides preparing for the rest of her self-imposed mission today the quarry glow shifting the reflection on his glasses to be mostly orange by the time she makes it to the door and the camera cuts as the door clicks shut. Howdy, Pickle. Howdy. We find ourselves at the end of another episode of Neon Heat. We have music this week. It's from Crockett and Wave Shaper. Wave Shaper, I'd like to say first, has dropped two new singles in the last couple weeks. They're Fucking slaps. Really good. They're so good, and they're available on his Bandcamp. You can find him on Bandcamp at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at waveshaper underscore SWE. But you can also find Crockett on Twitter at Crockett80s and on Bandcamp at crockett.bandcamp.com. Nailed it. Even out of order. I still got it. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, mm-hmm. the system that we play this game in. You can find them online at peginc.com. Their campaign for the new version of the Superpowers Companion, Updated for Suede, is available at peginc.com slash whatever the extension is. It's probably advertised <laughs> very large on their own page, I would assume. I'll, I'll post the link in the description. You can find us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. You can find me personally on Twitter at UC the Hat. I've just been posting a lot of memes lately. Hope you enjoy them. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Mm-hmm. Lowest tier is $2 a month, which gets you access to our Discord server, which is full of fun people and always growing. Mm-hmm. The $5 a month tier gets you access to the bonus feed, all of Absolute Zero, all of Silica Valley, as well as a lot of extra bonus content like blooper reels, outtakes, and some other bonus stuff that we've done here and there. Some little world building content that just didn't fit in chronologically and would have messed up episode flow. Speaking of Patreon and our patrons, thank you. Thank you. Several patrons in particular. Who are they? Well, first of all, we have Michael, Chase, and Valentine. <laughs> thank you. Guys. Thank you to all three of you for supporting us. Who else do we have, Allie? Caleb Sunstead, 
Jackie Dav and Zach. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. We appreciate it. And we hope that uh, you're enjoying season three so far. Well, that's the end of the outro. Have some bonus scene. Athena's boot squelches into a very messy pen at the Barris Ranch. She's looking for her very best boy, Cooper. Where is he? Little scamp. Maybe he's making his way back to the stall from free-ranging out in the pens. He's a very smart boy. He knows where he goes to sleep. Very smart. He still moves real pretty slow, though. Mm. His long, goopy neck swivels around and sees you, and his little eyes blink together on their wobbly stalks. What about his mustache? It quivers, and his mouth opens, and he goes, Oh... I love barisk noises. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he swells around, comes towards you. He's a large barisk. He's got a big shell that has a number of ornamental quarry crystals growing out. How It'll... tall would you say he is? I'm probably going to contradict myself based on what we've said. I don't in this remember. In this, in this bonus scene, how tall is Goofy? Oh, uh, he's probably like five feet. Oh my God, he's five feet. Yeah. That's such a big boy. He's a big boy, yeah. Wow. Well, so he's a big boy. <laughs> Athena is holding. <laughs> the pen door open for a man who is a full foot shorter than this fucking snail. Uh, so, uh, I don't got boots that I can put on. I just have my feet. Oh, shit. Do you well, have, like, a loan of pair that I can wear? Maybe yeah, let me, go, let me go get him. <laughs> she runs into the stalls where they probably have extra boots. They're normal sized boots that turn into thigh highs for Zadal. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like this is sort of like a new fashion statement. I'm a fan, personally. Uh, they, there's no, there's not really a spot there's where my knees knee can bend. Oh, so no! We do a shot <laughs> of Zadal, like straight-legged, hobbling, having to swivel his body with momentum back and forth. Just, what if he shuffled and she like makes a shuffling movement and her boots are flicking mud everywhere? I can't really shuffle through mud. Damn! It's, I'm just gonna dig down deeper and deeper. With the way I have to walk in these boots, I sort of feel like a cowboy. Maybe a sumo wrestler. (laughs) He sumos his way back towards you, alternating his legs. I'll figure this out. It's fine. This This is Gooper. Oh, he is bigger than I am. He's he's a very old boy. She pats his beautiful crystal shell. I'm older than I am, too. Well, he's 40 ish. Yeah. Hello, Gooper. You, I hope do not want to eat me because that would not work out for my schedule. He really likes shells. He he would like a treat. Uh, she <laughs> pats his coat pocket where she gave him a bag. An oh, undisclosed he's... bag earlier is a surprise for later. Oh, I thought this was like contraband. We're not on the clock. I mean, I'm just going <laughs> Pulls out a little baggie full of crushed eggshells. So do I just throw it up in the air like confetti and he tries to catch it like a snow? I saw that movie. I mean, you could try. I've, I've never done that myself, but let's, let's see. I don't want to get it in his eyes, though. No, he's fine. Look at him. <laughs> Look over. His eyes are wobbling. He's <laughs> not at the same speed. His mouth is open expectantly. Zadal oh. oh. will throw a handful of eggshells up into the air. Do you want to roll to see how well Gooper does? Yes. What am I rolling for Gooper? What do you think is appropriate? He's so slow. It's just his neck. Just his neck. His neck's probably a little faster than the rest just of them. Just give him a d4. d4? No, no wild die, no just wild a die? d4. You mean Gooper isn't a wild card? Mm, I don't know what to tell you. Two. <laughs> two. Yeah, so 
Some just fall down on and around him and go in his mouth based on the shotgun approach of throwing a handful of stuff into the air, but mm-hmm. Goober has like barely raised his head by the time <laughs> they are falling down and they just sort of spatter off of his mucusy flesh. I feel like we see him moving his mouth in like quarter time to where the shell's path was, but <laughs> no longer is. And Athena just kneels beside him and goes, oh no, buddy, they're down here now. You're good, you're good. <sighs> and she looks up to Zidal. He works a lot slower, you know? I can see, I don't think I can control the speed at which they fall, so maybe I just won't do that anymore. Probably on the ground would be best. Does he just need the mud? Ooh. Yeah, he's got a filter. It's one of the organs. It just sifts out, you that, know? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right, here you go, snail chicken. Because we definitely have chickens in here. <laughs> have we established we have chickens? <laughs> I can't remember. I'm going to feed the brisks. And he starts to, like, seed, throw eggshells out before Gooper. Maybe nice. there's a couple of other tiny All bars that ones. are going around that you can see they're now coming over this way, but they're going to spend the entire scene like slowly inching Approaching. closer. <laughs> Athena gives him a big hug on his neck while he's eating, pecking at the shells. And this thing's old enough to have like a driver's license and a mortgage. Hey, Goopy, how, how's your payments going? Don't you appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got like a real uvula thing going there. Aww. You can give him a pat. He's not goopy on the back, she says, oh. with her hand over the Okay, I the am back concerned about, you know, that. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. He's only, the, the track goes from like the neck down to the tail, and that's what creates the mucus. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know what I expected. It's a, a little squishy. Squishy, like a balloon with a rock on it. Water balloon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, not like a not inflatable. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> we put air on a balloon. They don't even rise. Yeah, they just fall down. They get in your way. You kick them around. Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of fun. We could do that sometime. Maybe. How often do you gotta feed him? He's pretty good for a full week at a time because he digests so slow. Oh, that's very economical. Is he, like, one of those flavored ones? Uh, does he race? Uh... He's ginger. My beautiful boy. She gives him a little kiss on his whisker cheek. Mm. She loves Gooper. You gonna wipe that off, right? With my lips? Yeah, I guess. There's nothing there. But she, like, does it with, like, the shoulder of her jacket anyway. You can't see it because I don't have lips, but my brain told me that I wanted to do something about that. <laughs> well, Gooper, I... You you seem like a real free spirit, and uh, I gotta I respect that on a lot of levels. With just you know the 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 thing where you uh go in circles for hours. Turn left too many times, they just get dizzy, even if it's real slow. Hmm. You can see where that would be a problem. And ginger, which I understand to be a an adequate flavor. For some purposes, but horrible in other situations. Athena makes sure Gooper does not see her doing this, but makes like a so-so gesture behind <laughs> him because she herself does not care for Ginger that much. Oh, I was trying to be nice. Okay. He does he She's under- like, does he understand what we've seen? Maybe a little bit. Is it more like he just responds to the noise? Uh, can he smell you? Uh, see you? Dad can talk to him, but I don't really know. All I know is you're a very smart, beautiful boy. She says to Gooper, you gotta talk in, you know, happy tones to make sure he knows, even if he doesn't understand. 
like gotcha. a trick. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But not a trick, because we love him. Oh, of course. He, he's the goopiest. He'll goop you. You know, maybe while she's here, Athena siphons a little bit out of his crystals as they do recharge. What are you siphoning into? Just little crystal husks she brought with her. Yes. What do you do with those? Save them for later. Batteries. You never know. It's like solar panels where you sell extra back. <laughs> I assume that part of being a siphon or something like that is the... Maybe it's a separate job, but like the same skill set where you shape the husks down to like a uniform yeah. way and that's how they make cubes and stuff too mm-hmm. so like forming the crystals into certain shapes to be used as like battery power things that can be recharged yeah. or so if she gets some raw energy to some mine siphons mm-hmm. sell it back or just you know it's like having your own solar panel so yeah. you have stuff that you can power on the house she wiggles one of the newly filled husks from Goober's shell crystals at Zadal and says do you have like a guy to refine these do I have a guy? I got a lot of guys. I'm just kidding. I, I'm a I'm an officer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a regulator. <laughs> I don't know anything I, about that. I meant, you know, for wisps. Oh, um, I could look. Oh my god, is that how they're doing it? Is it a snail ring? She says, putting her hands up on her forehead. What? That one never occurred to me. A snail like this one in a pen? It's it's sort of circular, I guess. For drugs. What? 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 She's now like, are we, have we been missing out on these fucking scuffle dust refineries because they're just the barisk pens and they smuggle out these crystals that they charge up through the barisks? That's interesting. Damn. She just mutters as she looks off into the distance. Intrigue. <laughs> wow.